Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Robert Kane. You are not. I'm Robert Kane. He's back. Rick's back. I'm here. Back to his facetious ways. Oh, I'm here, guys. I'm here for all of it. What, what's My your name? My name is Rick Grumbling, that and welcome boy. to Simple Theology. Yep. Uh, today, we're going to hear Rob um, read some Greek and Hebrew. I don't think I do either of those things. No, okay. Just kidding. We're going to listen to Rob um, read some of Plato's. Uh, still not doing okay, either of those things. What we are going to do is listen to Rick talk for a decent bit about what they went over at Proclamation. We're going to talk about First John chapter 5 verses 1 through 4 and get some good takeaways from that as well as some good gospel connections. Bitch to the punch there. Taking my spot. Yeah, I don't know well. if you beat me. I mean, we tied. I mean, I'm pretty sure I was there first. We tied. <laughs> we'll let the listener decide <laughs> that I'm right. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Rob, how was your week? How you doing? What's kicking? Uh, I'm doing good. 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 Thanks mm-hmm. for asking. Yeah. And yeah. good week. Good week. We, um, I was able to get the sermon done in time. Good. So that's good. good. I was up till about 1:40 in the morning on there you go Saturday night slash Sunday morning. Good. But got it done and was able to deliver it in a way that I was satisfied with. Um, I feel like I'm never like 100% satisfied, but yeah. I was... Do you um, do you find patterns of like your post-preaching, like how you feel? Like, do you find that you're usually like, I was like, you know, a good A or that was a B or that was a C, like grading your own sermon? Do you do you tend to do that, or do you feel like most of them are like pretty on par, pretty happy with how that turned out? Like I felt like that's what I was look, what I was shooting for, is what was delivered. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I'm answering your question exactly how yeah, you're I don't know going for exactly what I'm asking. But I I almost always feel a little disappointed mm-hmm. in that. Like man, I I could have said that better. Or yeah, um, as, soon, as soon as one. I'm done, I'm like, okay, like. Can I preach again real quick? Yeah, wait. I got a few more things. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it right now. I can say it better. Look, like let's yeah. go again. You want another at bat? Yeah, like Sunday. You're gonna be a two sermon service, two service. I don't church. think so. Got it. Yeah. Um, but Sunday evening is oddly enough one of the times where like I so badly want to preach again. Mm. Which yeah. is weird because I've heard of guys like wanting to crash and yeah, like, yeah. I felt that for sure. But it's it's Sunday after after the gathering's done where I'm like, man, I. Like, I really want to preach again. Preach really that same sermon again or preach? Or a different one. I just feel, like, very motivated to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to preach again. Gotcha. That's um, good. But usually it's not, like, material that I feel like I didn't get across. Sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes it's material. But it's, like, the the way that I got it across. Yeah. Uh, because I'm, like, you know me. My know sermon you. prep is so systematic and mm-hmm. so type A that... I'll have like the boxes filled out that I want things that I want to say, and I will say those things. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like it's more choppy and rigid. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, than I would like it to be, mm-hmm. and I want to get better at that. So after I preach it the first time, I'm like, okay, now I've basically got it in my head. I can preach it again, and it can be more, yeah, uh, like more natural flowing, more natural. so to speak. So yeah. Well, thankfully this is your chance. 
This so, this is my chance. Rob's gonna take five minutes and right, he's gonna do his go. sermon real quick. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 now we no. knew it was two and a half this time, but expand upon and make it five minutes. There so. you go. There you go. How's your week? Uh, good. I think for a second. Um, okay. So it's March first. So I'm elated that we're out of February. Yeah, and it's uh, a beautiful praise day. Praise the Lord for that. Beautiful day, sunny. And sunny with the high of 38, I think. Um, <laughs> Not 75. So, but we're getting closer to 75. Yeah, it's been a good week. We try to think what we did. Nothing too exciting. Went to a great birthday party for. Uh, oh yeah, for who? Dear friends of ours. Oh, nice. Yep. Um, so that was great. So it was wonderful. <laughs> it was good to see you at that birthday party. Were you there? <laughs> Believe it or not, uh, I think I saw you I don't from across I, the room. I don't think I saw you. And yeah. you didn't come over and say hi to me. No, I had. I you had snob. To do. Yeah, you yeah, know little. What? I don't like to play favorites. You were with your friends. Your Most little people cliques, know that. We're and you're like, tight. I'm doing my thing, and it's like it's like intentionally treating your own kid worse. <laughs> to show that you're not playing favorites. Yeah, people know Rick and I are tight. I'm not even going to acknowledge him at this party. He's not even in the room. Yep. No, we were at uh, Robert's little three-year-old daughter, Finley, had a birthday party, so we went there. Um, I mean, I think that you guys had 70 people there in the small house. <laughs> big COVID spread party. Um, yep, yep. <laughs> no, but it was a great time. And you guys threw, a, uh, in the words of Rob Kane, a real bang-up uh, party. <laughs> so Thanks. Yep. <laughs> Yep, and uh, bang, bang, bang. shout out to you, Luke. It was great to meet you and chat. And... Oh, thank you. wonderful! <laughs> I thought you said it was great to meet you and Chad. <laughs> you, you and your friend. <laughs> nice. Disagree with a few nice, life nice, cho- nice. style choices, but no. Um, anyway, good times. Yep. Yesterday, uh, preached, which was good. I, I think I feel more inconsistent after I preach. I'm always kind of um, bewildered when people are like, man, that was a, that was a really good, like, you, know, you never know what to do with the, with the compliment. That was a great sermon. Yeah. Like, are they, like, okay, is God working something in you? Did you just think it was great? Mm-hmm. Are you a good assessor of sermons? Yeah. You know, all, all these things, because um, often when I feel not good about them, people are like, man, that was really good. And then you do, like, a really good job. You're like, you, you don't get much feedback. Right. Like, all right, well. Which does prove like it's the it's the Lord's word and it's the Holy Spirit's work, yeah. and we're just kind of facilitating in some some capacity. Um, we're all just facilitators. We're all just all just middle management at the end of the day. <laughs> we're adopted in. Mm. So, uh, Rob, you need to know that I am satisfied, fully satisfied in my position. Yes, that's right. Not so, looking for any promotions, Rick. Okay, well, none were offered <laughs> or considered. <laughs> But anyway, anyway, uh, no, it was good. And yesterday we, it was a, it's a busy Sunday. We had some premarital counseling with a couple, and then we had dinner with another couple. Um, so by the end of the day, I was pretty tired. But here we are, no, back in the studio, back in the saddle, bright and early. Yeah, Monday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we're back at it. So okay, this episode brought um, to you by. It's brought to you by. Actually, that'll be later in the episode. You'll hear it. Oh. We record them now, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we just wanted to kind of go through what it's we. It's not worth it, like a, a live, genuine. But we forget. <laughs> we keep forgetting half the time, and so like I just need to record, record it, and record it well or yeah. decently well, and then just drop it in the middle because otherwise we're gonna forget. And so. There it is. There it is. There it is. What did you preach on yesterday? That's what we're going over. We're gonna talk about what yeah. each of us preached on. We're gonna give. 
kind of a nutshell version because if we both preached the message again, then this would be an extremely long episode. How long and did you preach for yesterday? I preached for a decent amount of time, dude. Did you? So I, I recorded it for the first time and I forgot oh, to good. hit record. Um, <laughs> until I was halfway into it. Until, I don't know, I was probably like three or four minutes into it, so very early. Mm-hmm. But um, and when I was done recording, it was like close to 50 minutes. Wow. It was like, it was like 49 and some odd seconds. Get a and then, reform guy out there preaching well, and for then an I was, hour. And so I was like, dude, if I went an extra three minutes that weren't, weren't recorded, like we broke 50 minutes there. Wow. Which is not, that's not what I shoot for. Mm. I, this sounds... And you felt good about you, this. Well, you want to talk about, <laughs> you want to talk about really overshooting. <laughs> like I tried to make it about 30 minutes. <laughs> I did not realize how long like, no, I was no, going. No one else was like signaling or... The... No. And uh, clearly when like I wasn't reading sleeping. the room well. <laughs> But okay, I, do you keep <laughs> do you keep your sanctuary your gathering space a little bit cooler than you keep your office? <laughs> no, it's actually pretty warm. Whew. Yeah. So that's that torturous. The gathering, space, <laughs> the gathering space is warm. Thankfully <laughs> so, nobody fell asleep. It's like sun, like the sun's just pouring in oh, and they're yeah. just like hitting the their dulcet face tones. And, and Rob's just like and this is what the Lord says about these things and da, 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 da. The forty five minutes later. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay, well, all that to say... Um, ours was cold. Yours was cold? <laughs> and gray, yeah. And and gray. It was gray outside. Mm. Wet and rainy. That's true, it was. Yeah. Did someone kick down our signs again? Have I told you about this? A little punk. <laughs> Somebody every week, every week, <laughs> kicks down our signs. Like last week, they took them and threw them in the cemetery next door. Do they really? Yeah. I had to walk into the cemetery, pick up these signs. You should like just, taken... just post one out there next week. Well... Don't say who. Oh, wait, you can del- delete that part <laughs> in case they listen. Because <laughs> they listen. But we're like, we're trying to figure out like who in the world is kicking those signs. It's like is being a jerk. What I mean, if it's like on. someone who actually attends the church? That would not be that funny. <laughs> okay. I mean, it'd be funny, not funny. Funny, like, not funny. Okay, haha. But like the sixth, seventh time now, like could have could have laughed about it a little bit sooner. That's very true. So yeah, yeah. So for for us. Um, I did not preach 50 minutes or 55 minutes uh, like you did, Rob. So, um, And your people are very grateful for that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm, I, we always preach longer than we need to. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're going through 1 John. So we're going through the book of 1 John in our church, in our gather- Sunday gatherings, and we're wrapping it up in, uh, yesterday we started chapter 5, which is the last chapter. And so quickly, a little bit of context in uh, 1 John. John's writing to the church, and he's, as he says, and the, the kind of the summary statement for the whole book is at the end of the book in uh, chapter 5, excuse me, in verse 13. I have written these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. So we know John's premise from the get-go is to help people bring assurance to their salvation. And to do this, he lays out three tests um, he lays out, we call it the doctrine test, right? So okay. do you believe true doctrine about who God is, that he's yep. his deity, um, and the Trinity? So do you believe sound, do you have sound theology? The second is the social or the love test. So do, are you loving your brothers and sisters in Christ? Are you showing them compassion? Are you, are you loving them? And then the third thing um, is the moral test. You're saying you believe these things, you're showing love, but... But does your whole life, the way that you live your life, show that you believe 
in God, you believe his commands, and you're following after him. So the, the morality of your life or the actions of your life, does it, is it proving that? So this is a, a wonderful book, short little book, and these tests repeat themselves over and over and over and over again. So this is a wonderful place to go if you're if you're like have questions about your own salvation yeah. or you're dealing with someone, especially someone who's who's in sin, and they're kind of okay with that and they're okay with kind of unrepentantness and they're like, hey, God still loves me, I'm still good, and you just go to First John and you're just reading like about obedience and about um, understanding who Christ is and about loving the church well, and then you're not the one telling them. I don't know. I don't think you are. It's just scripture lays it out. So with that understanding, we're, we preached through four verses yesterday, one through four of chapter five of First John. I'm just going to read that. It says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him. This is how we know that we love God's children. When we love God and obey his commands. For this is what love for God is, to keep his commands, and his commands are not a burden, because everyone who has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that has conquered the world, our faith. So John is finishing up this kind of in chapter 4 into 5 about um, loving the church well, loving and our, not just uh, like our neighbors or people around us or our family, but loving the bride of Christ well. And it begins verse 1 with everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ. Right. So this is a, the first test. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the, Christ, is the Christ has been born of God. So one of the major heresies that John is dealing with is Gnosticism. This idea that we can kind of ascend, there's this higher knowledge that we can ascend to if you're um, good enough, or someone say if you've been chosen, that you you kind of arrive at this deeper, more sacred thing. Um, and everyone else is like, they're just trying to figure it out, but but Gnostics have it kind of figured out. And so John's writing, said, listen, no, hold on. Everyone who believes, not just those who think they're superior, or those with greater intellect, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ, has been born of God. And through the next um, several passages, he's going to then kind of prove that point. Okay, so hold right. on. Before, before you go there, and maybe you're getting there. What about... Nobody interrupts me when I'm preaching. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does this. Um, really throwing me off. What about Mormons? What about Jehovah's Witnesses? What about them? Who would, who would say Jesus is the Christ? We believe that. Well, they don't believe Jesus Christ. Okay, elaborate. So Christ is God with us. He's a part of the deity of the Trinity. Emmanuel. They don't believe in that. Correct. Which, I didn't say that yesterday, but that's as we're working through First John, there's other passages that address that more specifically. Yep. Um, yeah, so, so with that, right? So the second part of verse 1, and everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him. Now, some people think that's Jesus Christ, but we would say if you go further in the passage, it would prove to be all those who are believers, all those who are children. Because verse 2 says, this is how we know that we love God's children, when we love God and obey his commands. So it's not just enough that we love God, or we're born of God, or love the Father. We also have to love the Son, yeah. both parts of the Godhead. So in verse 1, John lays this out. Everyone who believes that Jesus Christ has been born of God. 
And this is our starting point for this idea that um, regeneration is born again. We prove that it's a gift. And then from that gift of regeneration comes this overcoming the world, right? Or as the CSB says, conquers the world towards the end of the text. And so if, you th- if you're in Christ, Scripture says you have overcome the world. So then we're going to work through and figure out, are you born again? That's the most important question. Have you been born again? In verse 2 is, is kind of a clarifier. It points to this. This is how we know that we love God's children, right? Which is an indicator that we love God when we love God and obey His commands. So now we have this idea. We have to, we have to believe the right thing about God. Then we know in verse 2 that we have to love God and love His children. And then enters this idea of a command, right? So obedience, a morality. So this is when it gets a little bit tricky because then John says, for this is what love for God is, to keep his commands. So now we, we have multiple summaries of what it means to love God. We, to, one is obedience, yep. the command, to love the children of God and to love the Father and to love the Son. Right? So now there's, he brings this command element in. But then he says it's not a burden. Now I was talking to Candace Sunday night about this. I said, hey, think about this. Like, what, what area of life does someone give you a command and it's not a burden? Hmm. If you're a military officer, if you are someone who's under someone, and someone gives you a command, there's always, there's always some kind of burden with that. And so for John to say, this is how you love God if you keep his commands, and then to say, but his commands are not a burden— yeah. It feels like it, those are um, mutually exclusive mm-hmm. statements. And he goes on in verse 4, Because everyone who has been born of God conquers or overcomes the world. Because everyone who has been born of God overcomes or conquers the world. This is our victory that, that has conquered the world, our faith. So he's tying the very last part of verse 4 back into verse 1. Everyone who believes, right? Everyone who has the faith. This faith, which is in Christ, which is a gift, sound doctrine. So he begins, everyone who believes, and then he goes through these categories to say, okay, do you believe? Yeah. Do you believe that Jesus is God? Do you believe, do you love the Father? Do you love his children? Do you obey his commands? Check, 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 check. Okay, then you have this faith. And this faith is what has overcome the world. And so as Christians, we live with with great confidence not that we're going to drive million dollar cars and become billionaires and rule the world speak for yourself but go on i'll speak for all the christendom Uh, (laughs) but rather that we are no longer slaves to the things of the world the the allure of the world um, and satan and his schemes Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by Life Journal. Life Journal is a 90-day planner and journal to help you organize your day, accomplish your goals, and grow in your faith. And the thing that I love about Life Journal is that, as you guys know, I also work full-time outside of the church. So this journal is put together really well, very sturdy, and it looks really sharp. So I can walk into any business meeting with this journal and feel good about opening up and taking notes. And then in addition to that, it also is able to gear your day toward 
keeping the gospel at the forefront of your mind. It's got a section each day, what I'm thankful for, uh, what scripture did I read, what did I learn here, what was new, how will I use this today, and then it has a gospel connection. How did this reveal the gospel or point myself or others to Christ. So it's not only a productivity journal, it's got your top three, it's got a spot for notes, it's got a spot to track your five foundations and daily goals, but it also brings it all back to the most important thing, the gospel. So we heartily endorse the gospel-focused life journal, and if you want to learn more, go over to gospelfocused.com. Again, that's gospelfocused.com. Okay, so so I know I'm interrupting you here. Oh my gosh! You were in preacher mode there for a little bit. I was, I was going to say something. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be quiet and let That's him roll. Right. Well, we're preaching. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me ask you this. So um, <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, you could call it that, but <laughs> no, I uh, was very moved. Very moved. So <laughs> do, the, you want me to do an ultra? <laughs> <laughs> if there's one later, <laughs> buddy. What's that? What's that song? Um, Oh, come um, to no, the altar. No, 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 no. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, so that, that verse four, this is the victory that has conquered the world. Mm-hmm. Our faith. How is it? So like connect that. And I know you just explained that like if you truly have this faith and mm-hmm. there's victory in that. Yeah. Like how is it that there's victory in that? How is it that if someone has faith, they have victory? Like why is that? Right. So going back to verse one, right? I'll expand upon this it says, everyone who believes that Jesus Christ um, is the Christ has been born of God. So you'll see this idea of born of God here. You see it again um, in verse 4, because everyone who has been born of God conquers the world. This is the same born again, regeneration, new creation, adoption. So this is the language of Ephesians 1 that you've been adopted in. And so the gift of... Um, Conquering the world, the gift of being loved, the gift of being um, a belonging to Christ, all hinges on this idea that we've been adopted in. So as we've worked through First John, we're almost to the end. It's been difficult for me as a as a preacher because it's the same. Like every sermon's the same, hmm. essentially. Yeah. Do you love God? Do you love His people? Do you live like it? Yeah. And so in our effort to not say more than the text says, but to really bring out kind of the hinge of all these things. It's this idea of being born, the gift of regeneration. So helping other people, people understand what it means to be adopted into the family of Christ. Yeah. So if you feel like, oh, I've, I've been born again, I'm a follower of Christ, I believe, those are good things. But it takes a, a lot of, uh, I don't want to say work, but there's a deep richness in understanding what it means to be adopted into God's family. That's more than just, I made a decision to follow Christ. Christ has paid for my sin. No, to say, you've been born again or born of God. And that, that changes the whole dynamic, which the way you live, who you serve. Um, and that's a work that I, I can preach on that again and again, and I can read to you and I can, but the Holy Spirit has to reveal that and to work that into your heart. Yeah. So as we were discussing this yesterday, we are talking, or wasn't a discussion, as I was preaching on this. You guys were just having test. a fireside chat. Just a little fireside Sit chat. Sit on your stool. What do you think about this, James? Um, the, the reality of like the church in 
probably almost every context struggles with this idea of feeling adopted. Mm. And we talked a little bit about, or I talked about the passage in 1 Peter 1 about feeling like you're strangers and you're aliens. Now, we as believers should encourage one another um, to forsake the things of this world. And it's good to feel strange. It's good to feel like, man, I've been adopted into a new family. And what used to be my family, the world, man, that, that's, that's foreign to me now. Yeah. So anyway, so just wrapping all that up, I, I close with kind of three um, applications or uh, assessments, really mm, questions. We talked about with do we believe that the way that we talk, the way that we listen to people, and the way that we encourage people, do those things reveal that we love God? Right, in that we live as if we've overcome the world, hmm. or you know, so the way we use our words to, to encourage, to build up, um, to say the truth of Scripture, or are we more fearful with the way we talk? We're more selfish. We're more kind of narrow and, and keep our eyes on this world, because again, all through First John, his his whole goal is to kind of help, kind of pull people's face their faces up to see God and to to see the truth of Scripture and to help them understand that I am a believer. Yeah. I'm a believer, and this is what it means to be a believer. Yeah. Yeah. I'll stop there. No, that's good. Um, so just so what I think would be good is, yeah, because we're like 22, 23 minutes in. What I think would be good is just to ask you some questions, as I've been doing. Um, but and you're going to you, wrap it? You've been going, man. Yeah. And then we can wrap it, and then we can maybe do another one or something like that. But... All that to say, <clears throat> what, when you were studying for this passage, yeah, what was something particularly um, either like enlightening? You didn't realize it before about mm-hmm. the passage that mm-hmm. was really encouraging, yeah. And then what was something that was difficult? Well, so the difficult part, just because we had just mentioned this about the the transition that Paul makes from verse three about this command, right? Yep. For this is what it, for what love for God is to keep His commands, and His commands are not a burden. And then to verse 4, because, they're not a burden because essentially you've been born of God. Yeah. Because Christ has taken the burden from you for these things. So trying to figure out how do you how do you help people understand that? And then how do I like how do I help myself understand that? Because oftentimes I do feel the burden of the world, the burden of just different things. Um, not so much of like my salvation, but but yet the burden of like maybe performance, or mm. if I'm a good Christian, I'm going to be doing these things. And this is where things transition from, yes, I could do those things, I should do those things, but they should primarily be more of a delight than a burden. Um, so help, helping people to understand why the command is not a burden, it, that Christ has taken that from us. Um, putting that with like the fact that we've said all these things like literally dozens of times. Yeah. Because it's it's on, it's on repeat. That's that was the challenge. That was like the man, difficult. I don't know how I'm gonna help them see that clearly. Um, yeah, as far as like a, a portion of the scripture that like illuminated anew for me, I would say just the the nothing new, but something a reminder is that apart from regeneration, apart from being born again, a new creation, being born of God, none of this makes sense. Hmm. And now this makes t- sense to those who are not born again. Yeah. So Paul or John is writing to the church. He's not writing to non-believers. He's not like it's just as you're reading and as you're preparing and as you're preaching, like 
you want to keep addressing potential unbelievers who might be listening. But the reality is they're going to hear it. And unless the Holy Spirit's doing something, it's the aroma of death. Like it makes no sense because they're, they have not been born of God. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Um, so if you, if you could, if you were to summarize the main point of the passage in mm-hmm. one sentence, yeah. what would it be? Um, the gift of regeneration brings the reality of conquering the world or overcoming the world. Nice. Yeah. Did you did you say that in your sermon? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I don't know if you read Brian Chappell's... Someone's walking up there. I don't know if you read Chappell's uh, christ Center Preaching, but he, he talks about that. He's the like, one... He's like, if, if someone were to call you at 3 a.m. the night before you Dude, delivered not, the sermon... He called me for that question. Right. And say, hey... What are you preaching about tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Would you be able to answer in one sentence yes. what it is? Yeah. And he said, that's kind of like your sermon summary. Yeah. And so I try I try each week. To sometimes it's get, hard. Sometimes it is hard, man. So, and sometimes if you're, at least for me, being young and not, not young. preaching. You'll grow a beard one day. Yeah, we'll see. I hope so. And not, not preaching, not, beard. <laughs> not having hundreds of <laughs> sermons under my belt. Um, it's like, yeah. I feel like I'm saying the same thing almost. And so, and I've, you kind of are. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, okay, what is it about this unique passage yeah. that so, I can say here? So I will say, and once I got done, we're talking about like post-preaching. Once I got done preaching this, I I was talking, I was kind of processing a little with one of our elders. And I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to evaluate your own thing. Yeah. But I felt, I feel like there were multiple themes coming out of this passage um, you can really focus in on several things. And I don't know if I did a great job of bringing all those things into alignment clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was trying to preach like three different things at the same time. And I mean, they're all clearly there, but it's sometimes in the communication, it can be, there can be a breakdown. Yeah. So nice. And that was my, uh, that was one of my points in my introduction is that, you know, there's often communication breakdown, like. You know, when you're like a, a conversation with someone and you say something and you've kind of, it's pretty simple, but it's serious and you've laid it all out and here's the reason, here's the logic. And they respond in a way and it's like, and you didn't even hear me. Yeah. Like you're, you're having like a whole, like, are you talking to someone else? Because you cannot be responding to what I just said. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's like clearly a communication breakdown. Yeah. And John is so adamant that he encourages the church and makes clear what he needs to make clear, that he is painstakingly repeating himself again and again and again for that reason because he does not want there to be like a breakdown when people like you know they just finish reading john's letter and they put it down like well that's nice yeah so about this enlightenment idea i just had the other day uh-huh. you know yep. so anyway yeah that's good stuff that's good stuff man thanks well, for sharing it's mostly scripture so uh, that's the good most part scripture is, is good stuff in fact all of, all it, of is. it is <laughs> i knew you were going there <laughs> Trying to get beat me to it, didn't you? So what are you, what are you guys preaching next week then? Yeah, so um, Ron. 5 through 13? Yep. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. And then Jimmy will preach, and then I'll wrap it up. So, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. How, how many weeks did you would you say that you guys have will have been in First John? Uh, I got to think about that. I mean, since last fall. Okay. So you'll end up being in this book for? About half a year. Three, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's spring now almost. Yeah, it's wild, man. I mean, we'll fin- yeah, we'll go through March with it. Yeah, five or six months. Dang. That's awesome. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, praise God. Awesome. All right, man. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah, we can wrap this up, and then maybe we can talk about um, what we preached on at Citizens in another rep.
But all right, guys, um, if you have any recommendations as to what you would like us to speak about outside of what we're talking with our church about, then feel free to reach out to us. You can go to mm-hmm. simpletheology.org. You can shoot us an email at info at simpletheology.org. You can hit us up on social media, facebook.com slash simpletheology. Head over to Instagram, IG, head mm. over to the gram. The egg. <laughs> the egg. And you can find us at simpletheologypod, um, or you can just use hashtag simpletheologypod, and we may see it. We don't. I haven't checked that very too often. Um, but we may see it if you use that. <laughs> so we encourage you to go there. Yes, we really, really <laughs> encourage you to use that hashtag. And then if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can. 614-233-1098. 614-233-1098. All right. Anything else, man? Why does your whiteboard say BS on it? Stands um, for... Do you have any idea what it might stand well, for? Well, there's a there's a DG beside it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we had some slang terms for both of those. I remember in high school, but I don't think that's what those are for. <laughs> yeah, stands for Bible study. Oh. Bible studies. Bible studies. Yeah, so Rick's looking at a whiteboard in, my, in our office. I'm take and a that. Let the listeners. Yep. Don't do that. Judge for themselves. <laughs> All right. Hey, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Yep. Love y'all. Peace. Peace.